Hi, welcome to the show. Bo here, and I'll be your host. I'm joined today by my co-host, Simon, and our good friend from Nashville, Mark Blaze. Gentlemen, let's timestamp this. We're coming to you about a half hour after our demolition of Ipswich. So, gentlemen, let's open it up there. Leeds, Ipswich, 4-0. Simon, your thoughts, or are you lost for words? Uh, I am sort of lost for words. And, you know, just, um, you know, Mark, this is the first time we've had a, you know, podcast after the game where, you know, we've just been so outrageously good it just feels very uncomfortable and you know we're not <laughs> used to it at all but you know you're saying to uh Bo just before we came on air very hard to pick a man of the match there you know I think it may have been Somerville but you know that everybody you know probably except from Melier were at least eight out of ten it was just an outrageous performance from absolutely everybody and I I I was saying that maybe, you know, um, you know, my man of the match would be Jed Spence, not because Somerville wasn't great, but because we always expect Somerville to be good, whereas we don't necessarily know what, you know, Spence is going to bring. But, uh, you know, looking at his development and his confidence and, you know, the way he was able to you know, work with Somerville down that left wing, you know, it was causing Ipswich absolute chaos. Oh, yeah, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, take it away, like, Mark. Fuck on me. I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, you know, the Dutch, the Welsh, I've never loved them so much. And, uh, <laughs> the, you know, with Spence, I will say, I think the one thing is clearly just top quality. But I yeah. think when we can move him onto the right, that's when he can go by people and whip one in. I think he struggles with that pass off his left. Uh, he's doing phenomenal, but we're trying to still put a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if more matches are like today, more square pegs and round holes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First world problem. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was really interesting because, you know, throughout this week, I don't know if you've seen on a lot of socials, uh, and even something that we talked about at our last podcast, you know, just – Wondering if Farkin might be tempted to change the squad, change the formation. Um, obviously, he knows a lot better than we do, um, which we we have known. But to stick to his guns, you know, to stick to the same starting eleven, uh, the same uh, formation four two three one, and just say if we're at our best, then we can beat whoever we play, and that we can take it to Ipswich. And uh, and credit to Farka for trusting himself, trusting his players. Um, trusting the same starting 11 because today, uh, you know, it's those kinds of performances with that, the way that they played with that passion and determination and grid and hunger and desire. It's, it's everything that we want to see in a lead squad and being lead supporters, right? Like it, it was just the quintessential big game that Leeds actually shows up for and, and actually shows out. So credit to Farka and the players, um, yeah, I, th I think, yeah. uh, you know, the subs also did well. I think, you know, that was a positive thing, you know, if we're thinking about, you know, giving people less minutes, you know, to rest over the, you know, these these eight games in four days. Uh, but I suppose, you know, it's pretty easy to come on for the last 20 minutes when you're winning 4-0. You know, I mean, if you can't play well, you know, under those circumstances, I suppose you've got a bit of a problem. I think the uh, one of the things to me is teams that, almost think they can play with us, they're going to have a problem. 
Um, it's the ones that just want to shut up shop that we've got to figure out a way to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we take leads. I don't think teams are going to come back against us because we can just open them up. But when, uh, if a team wants to play against us, bring it, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> I agree completely, Mark. Do you think that, do you think that that was Ipswich's, uh, did they, do you think they set out to took to take the game to us or I couldn't quite determine what Ipswich were trying to do because and maybe it was just because we played so well but as Simon and I were talking just before we came on if you take the 11 our starting 11 and their starting 11 I think even from the last game too that we played them uh where we beat them at their place and today I I think from 1 to 11 we have more quality at every position than Ipswich and how they're second and seven points ahead of us is an anomaly to me. I mean, you know, I, I just, you know, and again, yeah. So what do you think, Mark? Like, it's Well, it's a testament to their manager. I mean, he's obviously done a phenomenal job. Um, I do think, I don't think, I think they struggled in the sense of uh, their MO is not to defend and play that defensive game. I mean, clearly they're the leading scorers. Uh, didn't get a shot on goal today, though, mm-hmm. but you know, so if you try and change the way you play from what's natural, it's always going to be difficult. And to your point, you know, one to eleven, they just don't have the quality we do. So there, I mean, geez, could we play them every week? <laughs> you know, it's like four in every week would all be happy. Yeah, and also our, our press was fantastic today as well. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, we forced them into you know so many mistakes and uh, you know gave ourselves chances on the break. It was just amazing. Yeah, and you know, if you get behind, you you come to Ellen Road as an opposing team. If you get behind and the crowd gets loud and hostile, and you know the boys are really up for it with, you know getting into tackles and and I thought the fans were phenomenal today. It's e- obviously it's easy to cheer when you see a performance yeah. like you do today, but uh, <laughs> it's what everyone says, like what, what a, a cauldron when you come to Ellen road, when it's like that. I mean, it, I, and I, I think it jumped on the Ipswich players in a way that uh, they probably haven't experienced this year. Like you could kind of, you could see in some of their eyes, they, they didn't re- really want to get on the ball and they didn't really want to be seen. If anything, they wanted to kind of hide because they were getting found out. And that's what the crowd does at Ellen road when, when it's, when it's right, when it's healthy, when it's passionate. Yeah. And also yeah. You know, we saw the leaf Davis that we used to see at Leeds <laughs> rather than <laughs> right. when played for it switch for the last couple of seasons. It was back well, to and- Ellen Road form, which was why we got rid of him. <laughs> Someone made the comment on the, the LUA and uh, they said Agent Davis, which is a quality comment. <laughs> I felt bad. I felt bad for him because I mean, clearly he's played phenomenal since he's gone there. Uh, and it was frustrating to me to see a guy that actually has a left foot playing in left back spot. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. could, that's the one to me. I know we talk about a number 10, I think Ruta has that skill he he you know he's not a center forward i mean he's that's perot peru uh but we still if we could get that left back and that's no disrespect to the sam byram who's done fantastic but you know a a true left-footed left back would be quality yeah yeah i agree what's uh man of the match is really difficult as simon said um I mean, I think we could almost pick anyone outside of Melier. Not that he wasn't really good. He just didn't have much to do. Um, but what's your what's your goal of the match? Which goal did you like the best? 
You know, I thought the move, well, Peru's goal was phenomenal footwork, but it was very individual. Uh, I know this sounds goofy, but the own goal was such a great sweeping move. Um, I mean, to me, that was a fantastic goal. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was really the team just took him apart. And, I mean, he's in that no-man's land where it hits him and it's in. I mean... Yeah, I think he's blindsided the, the defender, you know, looking at it in slow motion. There's a defender right in front of him, too, that looks like he almost kind of jumps over the ball. And I think Leif Davis thought that he was going to actually control the ball. And and then so I think he's thinking that his, his fellow defender is going to take it. And then obviously, you know, he, he jumps over the ball. It hits Leif Davis, goes on the goal uh, and we celebrate. I guess not sitting on the fence. I'll go with Peru's goal, though, because uh, it's nice to have a striker that can finish. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Simon? A favorite goal today? Peru, I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think you know, there's been a few mumblings about him. You know, whether he you know drifts in and out of games, but you know, when you've got somebody who can finish like that, I mean, I don't know what the xG was for that shot, but it probably wouldn't be very high. And he just has so much confidence when he's got that you know chance to go on goal. So yeah. I'm gonna, I think, you know, for shutting up everybody, shutting everybody up, I think, you know, and for the quality of that goal, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Piro's goal was incredible. I'm going to say, but just because I was shocked by it, I'm going to go with Creswell's goal, uh, the penalty, just because when he steps up to take it, obviously he wins it. But then when he steps up to take it, you know, where I'm all thinking, and I think Simon, uh, Mark, you're probably of the same mind too, you know, Farka has said, especially after Bamford misses, that that Piro is our penalty taker. So when I see, you know, Piro there and uh, Somerville, but then Piro step back and Somerville step up to take it, I'm kind of, you know, hands in, hands in head, like, oh my gosh, like this is the quintessential Leeds moment where we don't, the person that's supposed to take it doesn't take it. And then, you know, create just, you know, balloons it over. And so, I mean, the quality and the way that he struck it, I mean, to be as young as he is and to have, the the kahunas that he does to step up and keep producing time after time. Um, and what a quality, what a quality uh, pin as well. Just, I mean, the keeper wasn't saving that either. So, I mean, it was Bamford-esque, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it was Bamford-esque in, in the fear. Um, it was not Bamford-esque in the result. Um, but yeah, ah. I mean, I feel like we could just... We could do this, Mark, and just talk about this for the next, you know, thirty minutes. But but I also yeah. want to come to you, and uh, because as we've said before too, it's it's, you know, we, I love to get, just you know, overly confident and passionate. Um, this is when I I love the fact that around me and especially within Leeds United Colorado, we have so many Yorkshiremen and so many people from Leeds um, that are always able to keep me grounded to say like, okay, Bo, yeah, that's one result. And if we don't show up the next match, you know, it was just one result. So I, I know that Simon's being a little bit reserved, but I know that that comes naturally, especially as a lifelong Leeds fan. Um, because, but I do think it's like, okay, this is this is the stake in the ground today, right? Like this is what we're capable of. And this is what we should demand every performance. And this is, this is like, okay, let's go from here. And if we don't build on this, it's on us. But I think this gives us something to build towards. And uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, the top two is is really coming in, especially with the Tractor Boys 
headed back home to play Leicester uh, next. So that's a big one. And who do we have next? Preston. 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 Yeah. Away, away, right? Mm. Yeah. So that'll be that is another big one, right? Like they're all they're all huge. They all count the same. But uh I mean, I think Farka now can say, okay, this is the demands every single match that this is what we do. And obviously, teams, like you said, Mark, teams are gonna play against us, teams are gonna park the bus, they're gonna play that mid block or that low block, get, you know. 11 people behind the ball and make it really difficult for us. And can we, you know, can we pick them apart? Can we find that quality that we produce today, but can we find that same quality when we don't have the same space? Mm -hmm. That becomes the question, right? Well, Mark, let's get into it because uh, thank you for joining us for Nashville. And uh, I know that you are in the music city capital of the United States. Um, so tell us a little bit, Mark, about, uh, yeah, just a little bit about you, your journey, um, maybe where you grew up and where kind of the journey that has you now in Nashville. So grew up in a, uh, a village just outside Leeds called Shadwell, Bull Village, and uh, was there. Moved to the States in 87, uh, came over here, played college golf, uh, moved to Memphis and got to Memphis, absolutely fell in love with the States. The only thing I, when I got here back in the day is it's like, bloody hell, I mean, they've got crap beer and there's no football. Because <laughs> uh, it really it was back in the day. And I've heard in listening to the other podcasts, there's a common theme. And that is, I mean, everybody owes an unbelievable debt of gratitude to Mike Bellwood. Mm, yeah. uh, I mean, what he did to really, excuse the pump, unite the group. Uh, he gave everybody that opportunity because I do remember the passing around the VCR tapes. I remember going, you know, I've heard other people, I think Simon, you may have even said this, going to the the store to find the newspaper from two days before because oh, it makes you sound old, but we didn't have the joy of our phones that could give us instant results. It was uh, it was that kind of thing. And you, you really you had to work hard to find other people you could communicate with to get that information, but never, never lost the opportunity to follow leads. Um, there's times when I go, geez, it's probably good that I was over here. Uh, but, you know, missed the opportunities for those nights when they're in the, uh, I still call it the European cup because, uh, that's what it is to me, Simon, you probably know what I mean when I say that. Yeah. Um, I missed you know, I used to find bars to go watch the games when they were playing, you know, the, uh, you know, Barcelona's Real Madrid's. And it's funny to think of that. Here we are. You know, we've got Preston North End next. Uh, but that's who we were. But I grew up watching right at the very tail end of the, the truly great Leeds team. Um, I remember, I do, I still remember the, uh, crying myself to bed the night we got beat by Bayern Munich yeah. and it was just uh it prepared me for life as a Leeds fan because I was like I went to bed just going that wasn't fair <laughs> well I mean we all know fairs you know throw that one out the window because life can it isn't supposed to be fair um and I mean but that one you know that's when I was watching Leeds at the end um and then you know going to watch them I had I was fortunate uh, I had uh, my dad who was a golf pro, worked on weekends, but set me up with a friend of his mm. with a season ticket to go with him. So 
I'd go watch uh, the likes of Tony Curry, who was just, I mean, just phenomenal. I mean, I remember the Duncan, you know, I mean, the fancy players with the Duncan McKenzie's, the Tony Curry's. I got to see the end of it of, uh, you know, Eddie Gray and, and just absolute world-class players like that. So were you a Leeds United fan out of the womb or you did you grow up? Oh, oh now you really want to go there. Okay, <laughs> this is my deep, dark secret that only this podcast will discover. I was actually born in Manchester. Oh I mean, and uh I, my parents moved over to uh to the good side, the white side of the uh Pennines when I was about five. And, uh, you know, so I was, I was never a Man U fan, scum fan. Uh, it was always, you know, I just was hooked on Leeds. And uh, it just the first ever game at Ellen Road was uh, Johnny Giles' testimonial match. Oh, wow. So, wow. I mean, you think of, you know, the quality of players that would be in that game. It was just amazing and spoiled, really. I mean, how could you not be a Leeds fan if that's when you, where your starting point is? Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah, so so Mark, um, so you come over uh, to Memphis to play golf now, and you're currently in Nashville. Have you always been in Tennessee? And uh, Always been in Tennessee, yeah. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> nice. And then you also know, uh, I don't I, and we've talked before, Mark, but you've played college golf now. So we've got a, a guy out here in Colorado, Tony, Tony Thorpe. Oh, he's a player. I was yeah, going to say, who's also a golfer. He, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I wish I was at that league. He actually is funny. I mean, and you look at it, he played at a club where, boy, the level of talent they had at that club for junior golf was just stunning. You know, I mean, absolutely stunning. But Tony is, yeah, he's younger than me. I mean, absolutely, you know, but a guy can play. Yeah. He can also sing as well, can't he? <laughs> Well, I amazing. think he thinks he thinks he's Elvis, doesn't he? <laughs> Wait, he's not Elvis. I thought he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we love. I don't know. Haven't been in Memphis. No, I would say no. No, yeah. You've probably seen quite your fair share of Elvises, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, we love Tony, and Tony not only can can play golf and sing, but uh, yeah, his knowledge of of football is is top notch too. Um, he he also played you know, the game at, at a pretty competitive level. Mm -hmm. I know he's played in, in Ellen road a few times. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he's, I love, we love to watch matches with him um, because he's able to see things as well and call out things too. Um, that, you know, just the average football fan and supporter just doesn't quite see. Um, so Tony, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Can't wait to have you on the show. <clears throat> Simon, how about coming to you? Yeah. I, I, I think probably, you know, next is, you know, can you tell us a bit of the story of Leeds United Nashville? You know, when did it start? Where do you meet? How often? You know, did you manage to find some decent beer in Nashville? You know, I, I was, <laughs> I was well, at, so, at home in the UK last week yeah. and drinking Timothy Taylor's Landlord and it was heaven. Oh, you know, but yeah. actually I, I'm quite... I've really got into the IPA culture, so I, I'm not miserable about beer in the States. I actually quite enjoy it these days. Well, it's, I mean, there's one thing that's just drastically improved, isn't it? But, mm. you know, so we, uh, there's just a group of us, and it was um, pretty organic in terms of just friends here locally. Uh, I think a lot of uh, the Leeds fans from back over in England and 
overseas can relate to this. When you're over here, inevitably someone's going to say, I know someone from England or I know someone and they connect you. So that is one of the things that sort of started, you know, the basis of the group here. Uh, we got connected. There's, you know, Neil, Paul, Dave, you know, I mean, I could go through the list of, of folks and um, we just, uh, a lot of times we'd find places and if we got absolutely humped in a game, we wouldn't go back there. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. We've struggled. We haven't found a true home. There's a, apparently there's a guy from Barnsley who's a Leeds fan who's opening a pub. I've already connected with him today. When that opens, we are, this is the home. And he's like, all right, for sure. So he needs to get his act together. But we haven't, it's a lot of times it's been, uh, you know, I've had it where we'll bring over folks to my house. Um, random story my missus one time we had uh you know the Leeds united uh, facebook page we have a guy who is from here who's an american lad who served in the forces was overseas was around a bunch of leeds fans who were english soldiers and that's how he became a leeds fan so he's here connects with me one time and says hey you know i'm interested in watching the game i said we'll come over to the house and my missus, who's a champ, because she, she'll cook sausage rolls for us. We'll, you know, I mean, she'll let us drink the beers. And uh, she goes, do you know this person? I was like, well, well, no. She goes, he could be a mass murderer. I go, he's a Leeds fan. He's all right. <laughs> but we've had, you know, Dean Wilson, who I know you've heard that name. And uh, hopefully, you know, because he's what a Leeds fan he is. I mean, a guy that travels two hours every weekend to go watch with the Atlanta Whites. He's been to my house. Uh, we've also met at a place where Nikki and Danny, who were on the podcast, they came in. So it's nice. You know, that's one thing I do think is is helpful if, you know, there's that connecting point for people that are traveling. Yeah. But we haven't found a true home yet, which is you – know, and it doesn't get easier, of course, when uh, – <laughs> with the drop that didn't help yeah i was gonna say mark because you're i mean you know in nashville um i'm sure many of our listeners will have been to nashville um which as you said you know you probably get a lot of a lot of guests a lot of tourists um you know walking down the main street there um i've been in nashville several times uh, my wife actually uh went to college uh she attended university in nashville not at vanderbilt but she went to belmont um so she graduated from Belmont. So she knows Nashville really well. But uh, I'm, is it is it that the pubs uh, just open later and or is it just difficult to find because, um, you know, there's just a, a consistent group because there are so many tourists or what have been some of the challenges specifically that you faced in Nashville? Yeah, who was talking the other week about the silly, silly licensing laws where you couldn't, you know, have a pint of beer until nine o'clock or 10? That was that was New Orleans. Yeah, so that's not yeah. far off, is it? Yeah. Well, we've got, you know, there's like a, a bar, good place, because it's very much like, a, it's almost like a men's club from back home, uh, the Lost Paddy. That's a good spot, but unfortunately, it uh, the Man United, the Scum fans got it early, and then Everton, random, Everton have a, a fan base that watch there. And, you know, we were beat to the punch, I think, uh, in a lot of the venues for locally. So, we, you know, you want to find your home spot where it's, you know, I think Bo, you and I chatted and I said, you know, you want to almost have a place where it's like cheers and, you know, and everybody knows your name. You walk in and that's that's it. Um, 
because you know i mean it's it's not like back home where for me i use always used to love going to away games more than home almost mm. because the atmosphere was so intense yeah no and, and i do think it is challenging finding a location and um, well we've struggled haven't we you know i mean it's yeah. been a, a journey for us in denver you know i think we're sort of there now but you know it's been a bit of a winding road it has been and you know and i think yeah, Mark. I mean, it's it's encouraging to hear that you you know you'll open your home because you know as Leeds fans we do whatever we, whatever it takes. I know Simon's opened his home. I've um, I've opened my house here to have people over as well. Um, so we do whatever it takes, but to find that that right spot and that right you know owner or, or general manager uh, makes a huge huge difference. So um, yeah, just keep going and hopefully this this place opens up for you. And, and you know, one of the things that from listening to the podcast, um, and this is with due respect for all the folks that have developed the, the clubs in different areas, I told one of our guys, I said, we need a guy like Colin. I mean, from St. Louis, I mean, his, um, I've not met him, but I mean, obviously you listen to him and his passion and his energy and his commitment to developing and growing that group. I think that's that's the focus. I mean, I'm an old grizzled bastard. I mean, excuse me, you know, that's, that's <laughs> you know, I mean, that's me. So, uh, but we need. Some, and I told one of the young lads, I said, "You need to step up and do that." So that's, I mean, and it's, you know, yeah, I've got the, you know, the X, the Facebook. So I'm not a complete idiot from that, but I'm not one of the tech savvy, you know, younguns that I, I need. You know, I feel would help us drive. You know, I've heard you talk about what are the things that have done. Clearly, social media is a way that has grown clubs. Um, and I mean, that's something we need. And I, I do think we'll get. I mean, we, I mean, last year, I remember last year, but I mean, we had 20 plus folks show up for a game to watch it at, a, at the pub in Nashville. Now, that's a good, good turnout. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and it was fun, but it's, you know, as <laughs> I enjoyed today more than watching Chelsea hump us that day, you know, excuse me, mm-hmm. but you know, that's the thing. It's, um, I think we get back, it makes things a lot easier, but why do you want it easy if you're a Leeds fan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, many groups have, you know, benefited from being part of Leeds United Americas and you've talked about your Mike Bellwood. Uh, I mean, where do you think you know, have you got a really good story about you know times that you've had with Mike or you know, with oh. the Americas over the years that you can share with us? Years, years ago, he they put together it. Golly, this was we played DC United uh, in a preseason. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I want to say it was the end of the season. It was like a postseason match, which is the most random thing. Um, and a bunch of Leeds fans converged on. Washington and we're in RFK stadium and, and, and the draw of football also was evident that night because, you know, you're in the ground and there's a bunch of English folks and all of a sudden you're like talking to one. It's like, well, I'm a West Ham fan, but I just wanted to come watch football, mm. you know? And that's, that, yeah, that resonated, but we went there and spent a weekend in DC United. And I mean, there was a bunch of, I was a little younger back then and we all went out and um, Simon, I don't know. Do you know Jerry Gafford in Atlanta? Do you know Jerry? I don't. Say Jerry, Jerry Metters and uh, he's, he, what am I saying this? He's a little older. He's the older <laughs> uh, of the group. 
And we went out, I'll never forget, we're all in our kits and stuff. And we go, how do we end up in a bar? And we convinced all the locals that he was the manager and we were the team. <laughs> wow. Uh, that must have been some influencing skills there. That you, uh... I think I may have been like Neil Aspen or someone, Danny Mills. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing oh that's a great story so so uh yeah so what happens that night mark oh hey i'm a happily married man <laughs> you know, we all do you know what happened in fine leeds fashion we get a bunch of leeds fans together we all probably had way too much drink together and all went back and just found the hotel but it was one of those trips as well i bet there was six in the hotel room just all piled in you know it was mini buses to get there or, and it was just great because mm. you just, and I think this is what you've picked up on. There is that community, um, of, and it's just that bond you have, um, PTSD. you know, where you just, you meet folks and you're like, all of a sudden you just mate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that yeah, we shared a conversation a, a few yeah. weeks ago and it was like, like talking to an older brother or, you know, just talking yeah. to a, a mate that I've hey, less on the older. At least you didn't say dad. At least you didn't say dad. You <laughs> said you cheeky bugger. <laughs> uh, but you know, the, and that that's the that's the magic of of Leeds United and what uh, Leeds United Americas has done for all of us. Yeah. Um, you know, and then when you look at Mark, when you think of Leeds United in America in terms of our influence and and what can be, you know, if you can stare into a, a crystal ball or if you have your magic eight ball to ask it a question. Um, you know, what do you think if you're, if you're dreaming about Leeds United and, and the influence and, and what can be here in the States, uh, what are you seeing? What do, what do you envision? Well, I mean, we have, we've created this bond. I mean, it didn't, it went pear-shaped last year. You know, recently the, the American experiment went pear-shaped and, and I did, I think, think some non-Leeds fans, you know, footballing fans that are American uh, feel like Leeds fans almost took delight in it failing, and that is absolutely not the case. I mean, yeah. when when uh, Jesse March was made manager, when we were signing the American lads, you know, I, that, I was excited. I mean, I was like, this it has such potential for us to grow in this country. Um, you know, but we live in a, you know, I mean, Football is results-based, and it just didn't go well. Um, and then you get, you know, back home, of course, it was very easy to point the finger and say, oh, it was the Americans, and there's a bigger picture. I mean, I'm personally, I'm like, no, it was Victor Orta. <laughs> let's just let's be honest. Uh, he should be hung, drawn, and quartered in, uh, you know, on Gelded. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's for my, my personal opinion. But the... You know, in looking forward, I think there is the American connection, obviously, with the 49ers group, with the investors who, you know, I don't think all of them putting fortunes in, but they're very, very visible. They're celebrities. They can make as a, you know, give us visibility. And and it goes to, you know, uh, but results, it will come back to results because little kids in the United States of America looking for a team that don't have a team, they're going to look and they're going to watch TV and they're going to see who's on TV. So there's the first point. And they're not looking at ESPN Plus, unfortunately. They're looking, you know, on USA and those networks on Peacock. 
and then they're going to say, okay, who's playing the football and getting and winning? And uh, that's the reality of it. But I think there's that potential um, because of that connection within the U.S. I mean, NBC, NBC, USA, I've got to believe they would love to have Leeds United successful on because there's that story to tell. And I know some can say we're not a big club anymore. Yeah, we are. We're a big fucking club. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And as you said, I mean, fingers crossed, everything crossed. Um, you know, promotion this year. You know, it does. It, yeah. It's that's the back in the prim. And then, you yeah. know, I think you'll see. Um, yeah. And hopefully, one of the things that I think that a lot of us within Leeds United Americas are trying to do as well is kind of create the, that infrastructure within our own regional groups. And then as well as to have this national group that's really like all pulling weight in the same way and, and united in a way that, you know, that we can really um, just continue to grow and strengthen and be um, be prepared for a, the potential of an influx of you know, fan base as well, because I mean, the story of Leeds United, as you said, it is massive. It is huge. I mean, I can just see all the headlines if we're in the prem next year of, you know, can Farka do it because he's failed the last two times. And, you know, the players that we have, you know, can Georgie be a star in the Premier League? Um, you know, can, can Cree continue um, to just play out of this world at that level? And so there's so many storylines that you're absolutely right. The networks, and I think if you speak to every manager, they they would say the Premier League is better when Leeds United is there, 100%, hands down. So, yeah, I had a mate this morning who's a West Ham fan. And of course, I was like, thank you very much for beating the scum. Much appreciated. And, you know, his first comment back was, he's like, good result for your boys. He goes, we need you back. I mean, because people know it's a better league with us in. Um, you know, with that club also, it's easy to dislike, but that's who you want. You don't want to play against teams that, you know, you can go beat and you don't feel great about being teams love, fans love beating Leeds United, opposing fans. That's because, yeah, I mean, hey, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. That's the way you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Anything quickly, Simon? No, I think you better get onto your questions. Oh, I better get into the questions. All right, Mark, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. So you're in the hot seat, you know, just, yep, yep you, you've probably heard them. Okay. Um, what is your favorite word? Well, after today, it's more of a phrase. It's like, get the fuck in. But no, that's, <laughs> that's not one word, is it? Right, GTFI. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like passion. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what is your least favorite word? Um, whatever. That just drives me nuts. Don't <laughs> like that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it gets so you... apathetic. Yeah, right. Um, what turns you on? Well, probably the same as the. Uh, well, actually, what turns me on is, and I'm looking over there, my missus. Uh, <laughs> you know, but passion. It's yeah. uh, you know that's something when people have that to their core. That's that's what turns me on. Oh, geez, Louise Luton beat Newcastle. Sorry about that. Quick update for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and I, I don't know if you got a chance, uh, Mark, to listen to Farka's presser, his you know the press conference before. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about passion and, and someone that That's gets it. what it means to be Leeds United. Oh yeah, incredible. Yeah. Um, what uh, what turns you off? Well, I guess it's you know I'm probably similar. it's that apathy. It's you know I mean just 
I don't like apathetic. Pick a side, stick with your side, and go for it. Pick a decision, go with it. Don't look love back. It. Yep. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, I'd say my family's laughter, particularly ki the kids when they were younger. I mean, they're, our kids now are older, but laughter is, that's a good thing to make. Mm. makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. That's probably my favorite right now. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Manchester United go one up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, if you could attempt any profession other than your own, what would you like to do? I wouldn't do it now, but what I would have probably like, I would have loved to Formula One race car driver. That oh, would, no. would have been, yeah. Yeah. I'd have got a bit of that. Yeah. And Formula One is so big in the UK and other parts. And it's, I mean, it's not, American audience hasn't quite embraced it the same way, but yeah. Uh, yeah. One. Um, what job would you be like? No, I just would not like to do that in a thousand years. Oh, geez. All right. So I'm in the construction business and this one's got to be one of the worst jobs on the planet. Uh, I mean, and there's different, but cleaning porta potties picking oh. I mean, can you imagine that i mean people show at me it's like what do you do well i smell shit all day long oh yes oh that's such a good one mark and i'll never forget the uh episode of jackass that i saw where yeah. that yeah and they tip him over inside that oh. like like oh how you can be wrong after that yeah i don't know yeah um uh what is your favorite cuss word like what's your go-to like yeah Oh, well, probably the F-bomb's my go-to, but bollocks. I just, bollocks is a, you know, bollocks. Wow. It's yeah. a great word, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it really is. And you can say it with freedom over here without, you, know, <laughs> you, you sit around the table. I mean, it's Christmas Day. I could say bollocks. And you know what? My mother-in-law probably won't even know. <laughs> there we go. Um, and last one for you, Mark. If God exists, what would you like for him to say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, I'm going to echo my friend dave whiteman's comments and i do believe he exists and i think he will probably look at me and go well remember that thing called grace you are officially a beneficiary <laughs> mm. Mm. like it my friend yeah oh well mark thank you for joining us on the three peacocks it's been a pleasure hey, keep up the great work fellas it's uh it's something that is good i enjoy it and appreciate what you guys are doing because i know it takes some work yeah. Oh, well, like I said, we love doing this and uh, yeah, we can't wait to speak to you again. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go lead. Hey, by the way, well, I thought if, I'd be on every we week. Win four if it's nil, four I'd be nil, yeah. On every week. That's what hey. I was thinking, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> if we beat Preston four nil, I'll, I'll have to, uh, we'll cancel our next one and then we'll have you on <laughs> until it ends. <laughs> All right. There you go. Keep the run going. All right. Cheers, my friend. Yeah, Merry right. Christmas. Have, hey, Have Merry Christmas time. to everyone. Uh, you as well. All Leeds yep. fans. Cheers.